exploring the lives of ordinary Chinese people, sharing stories of impressive personalities. Life up close, presenting real China in real Chinese living. Life up close, where you can find out the latest about the ever-changing Chinese society. I'm your host Sam Duckett in Beijing. Waves of migrants have been flooding to Europe to flee violence and poverty in the Middle East and Africa. And while Europe is plagued by a migrant crisis, China also has its own migrant problem. The world's second largest economy has seen hundreds of millions of internal migrants seeking a better life in megacities and other developed regions. Beijing, the Chinese capital, alone accommodates more than eight million such people. Jobs, housing, education, and cultural assimilation—these issues affect whoever wants to settle down in a modern metropolis. While migrants in Europe are striving to control their fate, these domestic migrants in China are also struggling to improve their own lives. In this special edition of Life Up Close, we'll focus on one couple in Beijing who will share with us the joys and difficulties they have experienced along their migrant journey. Yang Yong takes us to meet them. On an early winter day in Beijing, cold winds are chasing fallen leaves off trees. As soon as I walk out of the Chongwenmen subway station, my interviewees live in a community adjacent to this historic place in central Beijing. Chongwenmen was a landmark gateway of the city for centuries, until some five decades ago, when it was demolished. Now this spot is a scene of modern hustle and bustle. As I head into the community where Zhou Pingling and Wu Chengjie live, I see crowded high-rise blocks of flats, which make you feel rather humble and insignificant as you stand beneath them. Wu, a tall, lean man in his early thirties, welcomes me at the entrance of the building that he and his wife call home. Entering the flat on the twelfth floor, I see that the small sitting room is packed with a sofa, chairs, a dining table, and a big TV screen. Crowded but cozy, the less than seventy square meter flat costs the couple six thousand and five hundred yuan, about nine hundred and seventy U.S. dollars a month. This amounts to a third of their total salaries. As I sit down, Wu tells me that the journey to this rented home and their current stand of life has been long and not free of twists and turns. Wu and Zhou's story started in Hefei, a little-known inland city in eastern Anhui Province. They both went to Anhui University and were classmates between 2003 and 2007. This partly explains why they chose Hefei to hold their wedding ceremony on August 30, 2014. Wu and Zhou say the ceremony has not come easily. It was about three months until August 30, 2014, after I moved to Beijing, during which time we were finally able to live together. So we decided to hold the wedding ceremony, as then we were sure about our common future. With this ceremony, we wanted to formally inform our relatives and friends that we'd got married. Meanwhile, the ceremony was also a demonstration of our seven-year-long romance. 
因为他是一四年的六月份可以确定来北京了，就是结束了我们很久很久的这种异地恋的这个过程。He came to Beijing and joined me in June 2014, which ended our years of long-distance relationship. So about three months later, we held our wedding ceremony so that our relatives and friends could witness the transitional occasion in our life. That day was very important for both of us. It began a common future and drew a line under our old days. Wu and Zhou's seven-year-long romance did not start in the city of Hefei when they were at college. No one expected at that time that this young boy and girl would have a romantic relationship because they seldom even talked to each other. After graduating 2007, Zhou went to Beijing to study for her master's degree at the Communication University of China. Wu found a job and stayed in his native Anhui province for a while. A year later, not satisfied with the job, he decided to quit and apply to study for a master's degree. Wu says it was during this period that he found in Zhou and Ye to pour his heart into. Then, in the graduation ceremony, waiting for the results, then this period of time. After I finished the national entrance exams for master's degree applicants, I had some free time while I waited for the exam results. I contacted her via the internet as we lived in different cities. We chatted about life, our aspirations, etc. By chatting online, I found I could share my innermost feelings with her. I fell in love, and our romance gradually developed. Wu went to Shanghai to pursue his master's degree studies in 2009, while Zhou began her career that year working for a photo news company in Beijing. Joe says, since that year, she has been one of the Bay Piao, which literally means people floating in Beijing. The term was coined recently as more and more people began to migrate to the capital city to seek opportunities. Bay Piao signifies the life state of migrants who float in the sea of the strange and massive metropolis, like a rooted is dark weed, and have no sense of belonging. Most of the Beipiao people have no hukou or household registration in Beijing, which is crucial for access to social welfare and public service. Under such circumstances, Beipiao people like Zhou are faced with extra difficulties and even restrictions in the job market, buying houses, applying for a driver's license, and the children's access to public school education. These daunting difficulties have forced many formerly ambitious Beipiao people to flee the city. Luckily for Zhou, she has found a job in Beijing which she likes very much, and her romance with Wu continued even though they lived in separate cities. Now let's take a short break, and then we'll continue with the second part of this story to see how Zhou and Wu finally get together in Beijing. Stay tuned. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri dot com dot cn. You're listening to Life Up Close. Now let's follow Yang Yong again to continue with Joe and Wu's migrant life journey. 
but after they began their formal relationship in January 2010, a question had always been hanging above their heads: which city would they choose to work and live in together? Wu made several attempts in 2011 when he began to seek a job months before he finished his master's degree studies in Shanghai. When I asked him about his plans during that year, Wu says he could only follow his heart. Plan, actually, is there. But the biggest problem is with regards to plans. The key question is whether your plan can be well devised and take into due consideration the will and feelings of both of you and your parents. Personal plans, if there are any, can seldom be faithfully enacted in a rapidly changing society like China. Sometimes the contextual changes are enormous and unpredictable. In the month before receiving my master's degree in Shanghai in 2011, I came to Beijing to seek a job. At that time, we had established our formal relationship, so I wholeheartedly came to Beijing in the hope of finding a job and joining her. In fact, there were a lot of disadvantages for Wu to find a job in Beijing. Because he came from a Shanghai-based university, in China, most of the good job opportunities are offered to prospective graduates at job fairs held on campus and co-organized by university authorities. As Wu came to Beijing, he had to give up similar opportunities that would have been accessible in Shanghai. Wu found a job in January 2011 at last. Where he worked for three months until April that year, when a better job offer came along and posed a hot choice for him and his girlfriend. 后来也是有一些意想不到的，就是另外一家，就是我觉得可能更好的一个企业，啊，录取了我。Unexpectedly, another company from my hometown gave me an offer, which I thought was better than the job I was doing in Beijing. After comprehensive consideration, I decided to take that offer and return to Hefei in Anhui Province. But Zhou wasn't prepared for his decision. 就中间还是发挥发生了一些小小的误会，因为前期的沟通没有沟通太好，因为这没有跟他去。We had a minor misunderstanding as I hadn't talked to her properly about my decision in advance. She didn't expect me to make this decision. It meant our separation and a possible ending of our relationship. Also. She would have to make sacrifices to return to her family to join me, as is customary in China for a girl or wife to follow her boyfriend or husband to their place of work and life. With this scenario, she would have to leave Beijing, where she had been living for five years. We were faced with a hard choice, which irritated both of us. Actually, I was in a state of conflict at the time. At first, I was not clear that he'd had a good job offer, which would take him back to Hefei. This fairly took me aback. Originally, I thought that since he had found a job in Beijing, we could lead a happy migrant life together in Beijing. After the initial shock and confusion. Joe finally convinced herself that she would go back to Hefei to join her then prospective husband. But 
他回家，然后也是一个很好的选择吧。Later, I thought that as our parents all lived in Anhui, it was a good choice for him to go back. I asked myself whether I was a little bit selfish, as I just wanted to stay in a mega city and experience the colorful outside world. I knew that our parents were aging, and we need to establish a home and live near to them. I was convinced that I would focus my attention on the family and join him in Hefei after another two or three years in Beijing. I thought that our life would be easy to control, and it was better for us to take care of our parents by moving to Hefei. Joe's considerations were both pragmatic and idealistic. Unlike those in Beijing, residents in Hefei don't have to pay through the nose for a home of their own. And the house registration policy is friendlier, but Joe could still not just quit a job and leave the mega city despite the material difficulties it brought to her. Joe says she has her own ways to alleviate the worries associated with life as a migrant. I think myself is still quite naive. I would say I'm a little bit silly from one perspective. I'm not much bothered about material things. I like reading philosophical books as a way of comforting myself. I can feel my spare time to the full. When I wasn't on business trips and weekends, I would take part in the reading activities in Beijing and watch stage dramas. Time does fly, and all these years have passed quickly. Joe says her work in the photograph agency has offered her the opportunity to travel around China. She estimates that she has gone to more than a hundred counties around the country. Last year alone, she travelled to thirty different places on more than a hundred days of business trips. Joe tells me that these travels and affection for Beijing boosted her spirits when she felt exhausted and anxious when struggling alone. At the same time, the girl was very serious about a relationship with a boyfriend. She did not forget a promise to join him in Hefei at some time. Joe made several attempts to find a job in the less developed city, but in vain. In a state of hesitation and drifting, these two lovers continued their long-distance romance for about three years after Wu left Beijing in the spring of 2011. During those harsh years, Wu and Zhou had to travel between Beijing and Hefei every month to see each other in order to maintain their relationship. They would often take a night train to see one another before 2013, when the travel time between Beijing and Hefei was reduced from nine and a half hours to four hours thanks to the opening of a high-speed train. But with time ticking away, the pressure of reunion and settling down became heavier and more pressing for them. Fortunately, life gave the young lovers a dramatic and happy turn in June 2014, when the bank Wu was working for in Hefei transferred him to its Beijing office. The lovers were finally together. It wasn't long before they registered to marry, and the wedding ceremony was held in August that year. Basking in love and joy, the young couple spent quite some time enjoying their ordinary happy life, temporarily forgetting the hardship that would inevitably lie ahead. 
爱情的图腾。Now let's take a short break, and then we'll continue with the final part of this story to see how the young couple deal with the housing and other problems living in Beijing. Stay tuned. If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at cri.com.cn. You are listening to Life Up Close now. Yan Yong again explaining to us Joe and Wu's struggle for a better life for their family in Beijing and their expectations. The housing issue loomed large as time went by. Though the couple could afford to rent a decent flat, they still wanted to have their own house, which would provide better and more stable accommodation for them. The rental market in most Chinese cities, including Beijing, is not well regulated, with the interests of tenants often unprotected. Wu tells me that his wife moved five times in two years when she lived alone in Beijing. He says this kind of frequent relocation was all because of unreliable and unkind landlords. With this kind of experience, the young couple tried to buy their own house in the Chinese capital earlier this year. But things haven't quite worked out. 二零一六年，中国出现了一个房价一个暴涨的这么一个一个情况。In 2016, housing prices in some Chinese cities surged. Fortunately, a flat I bought in Hefei went up in price from some 7,000 yuan per square meter to about 16,000 yuan. This offered us a ray of hope. We instantly sold the flat in the hope of putting down a deposit for a flat in Beijing. We searched prospective flats in Beijing until May, but we couldn't make up our minds to buy one because the down payment we could afford could not buy a flat as good as the one in Hefei. So we waited. Unexpectedly, the price of the flat we intended to buy in Beijing went up from 2.8 million yuan to 4.5 million yuan between May and September. Unfortunately, during this month, we missed possibly the only chance in our life to own a flat in Beijing. Life has indeed been full of irony for the couple, and they are not the only family struggling with this housing problem in China. In recent years, the country's housing prices have risen to an unaffordable level for most ordinary people. This year, the prices have continued to surge in some cities, including Beijing and Hefei, despite harsh government curbing measures. Zhou seems to have a good philosophy on life, which helps her cope with letting go of the precious chance to buy a house in Beijing. 所以这些东西呢，就对于我来说，就是你可能没有赶上那趟车，然后就完全没有那个非常焦虑的那种心态了。These things to me are like you've missed a bus. I'm not anxious. I tell me it's okay. Now I can rent a fairly good flat with my salary, and it's near to my workplace. All is okay now. Life is stable. 
Having more or less settled down, the couple are now preparing for the arrival of a new life. Now our life is stable. We two live together and learn to manage our family. She has been pregnant for about five months. It's fair to say that our family has a hope with this unborn baby. Our parents all feel better with this new life, and our life has been energized. Having a baby is a must for most Chinese couples, according to a deep-seated Chinese tradition. Wu and Zhou are no exception, and their plans now mostly focus on the new life. So we are now just. 很多的构想都是围绕着以后怎么为小孩让他能够生活的更便利一点，让他更更开心一点去去思考的。Many of our thoughts are now centered around the child we are expecting. We want to make life easier and happier for him or her than for us. The most concrete thing I can do now is to work hard in my current job and hope to get promoted. In this way, I want to earn a stable and decent living for my family. I have no other unrealistic wishes. I just want to make the best of every day now. 过好现在的每一天吧。然后现在还还无法预料，就是这个小生命出来以后，自己的各种状态的变化。I can't predict exactly what will happen after I give birth to my child. There will be some changes. My life will definitely revolve around him or her and other relevant issues, such as his or her education. With her unborn child in mind, Jo hopes life will be better for her and the family in the future. 毕竟我们也都是学历啊，什么工作都还是比较努力的这种这种状态的北漂。Nevertheless, we are both well educated and work hard among the millions of migrants living in Beijing. I hope we can have a good life in this city and don't need to make any drastic changes because of any unexpected government policies. I hope both the policy and natural environment in Beijing can improve with fewer smoggy days, so that I will be able to take my kid outdoors to play in the sunshine. Jo says she hopes she and her husband can soon meet Beijing's strict requirements for their household registration. So that they and their child can get access to all the essential welfare benefits and public services of the city. Indeed, Zhou and Wu are some of the lucky ones of the millions of migrant residents in Beijing. The young couple have a cozy home and decent jobs in the competitive city, although many difficulties still lie ahead in their life journey. China has seen massive migration within its borders in recent decades, along with its rapid economic expansion and the uneven development in different regions. Affluent regions like Beijing have attracted millions of migrants, including hard laborers, skilled workers, and well-educated college graduates. According to official figures, the Chinese capital was home to some 22 million permanent residents at the end of 2015. About four in ten were classified as migrant residents, which meant they had no household registration in Beijing. It's almost certain that each one of these millions of migrant residents has a unique life story to tell. The precise nature of their joy and sorrow may be different, but their pursuit for a better, more meaningful life is similar to that of Wu and Zhou, and their struggles are equally worth recording. 
With that, we come to the end of this edition of Life Up Close. Hope you have enjoyed it. For more, please log on to our website of newsplusradio.cn. For our program producer, Yin Xiu Qi, this is Sam Duckett in Beijing. Bye for now.